0: Welcome back to The Karma of it All, where we give advice, guidance, and support to those going through and healing from toxic, karmic, and traumatic relationship situations. I, of course, am your host, Miss Carmplexity, and we are getting in today's subject. Come join me. tuning in. This is the karma of it all. And of course, you guys know I am your host, Miss Complexity. Now, I have a wonderful guest today. I know, I know, I talk a lot, but I have a wonderful guest today and she is going to help us learn about grief and connecting with our loved ones on the other side. I know a lot of people are interested in Learning how to connect with those who have passed over. So I am welcoming Lindsay Stanton here for the Soul Revival. And how are you doing? I'm glad to have you on the show, Lindsay. Good.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to talking to you and uh, tapping into your audience and hopefully being able to help them, if any of them. I think we all get touched by grief at some point in our lives, so hopefully be able to provide some resources to those listening that will be able to help them.
0: Okay, that will be wonderful. So um, as we are getting into talking about grief and um, connecting, how did you come about wanting to do this or what was your aha moment like for this time? Yeah, I what love that. <laughs> I, love,
1: I love that question. Uh, and it was a major aha moment. It was kind of the snap of a fingers moment, actually. Um, so my uh my husband, my soulmate, my best friend, uh all the things to me passed in October of twenty twenty, but before he passed when he was in hospice. I was uh, driving from work to go home to see him one night and had this epiphany that, and I feel, I know it was a a universal download of, if you will, from, you know, God, my angels, source, whatever you resonate with. But this knowingness that this wasn't it, this wasn't final. It wasn't the end um, that there, that we were going to be, communicating with each other once he crossed and we, our relationship was not going to end. And it was so interesting because I think he received the same download that day, because when I got to him, I, we went into a deep conversation. I told him the message and it was this, you know, when you're telling something to someone and they already know it, they've already heard it. Mm -hmm. It was, it was that response. (laughs) Wow.
0: Did you, um, I mean, like you heard it, but like you automatically knew, did you automatically know, like,
1: you yeah, didn't? yeah. I'm not sure if you've ever received like any communication that you thought was, you know, from the other side or a download, but <clears throat> it's your intern, it's all, it seems like your internal voice, but it's different. So you kind of recognize it. it's in your mind, but you kind of recognize it as not your thought not a thought that originated with you if that makes sense
0: it does how can you decipher whether it is actually somebody that is uh telecommunicating with you who is in the physical and from the person who is passed over how can you decipher the two?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> um, so, for me, uh, it built on itself. So, I got signs really early, uh, relatively simple signs that would be very clear messages from my husband, you know, things that only he knew about and I knew about, or um, things that were deeply personal to him. And then it slowly, because I immediately caught on to it. I actually got my first sign from him, literally the moment he passed. And because um, I was able to kind of follow those simpler nuggets, we were able to build a more complex communication system. It's very gradual. I, I liken it to when we're kids, you know, toddlers learning language, learning how to read and write. It is very similar when our loved ones cross building a communication system and a language with them it's those those small signs those simple signs whether it's a feather or a butterfly or for me frogs are one of his um you know those simple signs start to build they're kind of the building blocks of a communication system if you will so once you follow those smaller nuggets then they start to send you more detailed, complex signs and messages, whether it's through, you know, symbols in the physical world, or I get a lot of deep information through dream visits.
0: There it is. I was going to act. That was amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. The dream visits are just amazing. I mean, such a huge, huge blessing that they can do that for us. I, I mean, I'm super blessed. I get dream visits from him. So frequently, it's rare that to have two weeks go by and not have had him visit me at least once, which I recognize is just a phenomenal gift, but it could be you know, um, something deeply personal and just having that connection back to our personal relationship. Or we ran, which I do, I run now myself, uh, well, in the physical world, I run it myself, um, a technology company. And like, I'll even get insights and help from him on the business through dream visits, like situations I might be stressed about, no matter what it is, if it's something I'm dealing with personally or with work he'll help me see it from a different angle. And it's so interesting because it integrates so deeply into the physical world. When I wake up, like at a body level, like I feel completely different about a situation that might have otherwise caused me stress just from tapping into that vibration that he's able to provide when we see each other in dream visits.
0: Wow. Wow. I, I, I'm I'm a very strong believer of spirit guides and angels, and in Passover, you believe that maybe he was one of your guides. I don't want I know a lot. I know I have a lot of guides, and even in animals, you know, that used to be mine that come and visit me. So, do you really feel as if? They are a, a, a guide or a protector. Yeah. Even though, oh, yeah,
1: I know it. Yes, yeah, so you just deeply tapped into your psychic and mediumistic abilities with that question because, yes, one hundred percent. I've been shown that um, he's actually my high counsel, which is kind of like your highest form of guide, because I, and this is kind of like almost brings me to tears, um, because I so deeply trust him because he promised me so we had we had so many of these conversations when he was in hospice which was such a gift to be able to I I'm convinced that helped us open the door and pathway easier i'm not saying that you can't have this communication regardless but if you have the opportunity to have the conversations before somebody passes i think it just makes it a little easier and um I have been shown by him. I've been told by mediums. I've been I've seen in my Akashic records that he is 100% an elevated guide for me and uh, my high counsel because I trust him. And so he is, yes, my I have a whole team of spirit guides and angels behind me and the work that we're doing. But uh, he leads my team because of my deep trust in him. And he promised me before he passed that he would... He in constant communication with me, and he always kept his promises here in the physical, and he 100% has since he crossed as well.
0: So sweet! I'm <laughs> sorry, but it is so sweet. Oh, he said, I'm going to do this whether I'm here or not. I am for you, period. And that that, that there is tears, girl, yes. Yeah. I'm about to cry. That everybody wants something like that. That is so. I cool. know, right? <laughs> so, what are um, some of the ways? Like some of the ways that you can actually connect? Because some people get them in dreams. Some people get the, like you said, the little animals and little um, little things that remind you of them. You know, what are other ways that you can actually connect with the other side?
1: Yeah, there are so many different ways. Uh, you know, felt sense, like just feeling it at a body level. I mean, there's time, and I, um, I, I think we all have the ability to receive in every different way. Um, and I think it's just a matter of tapping into it. I don't think so. I don't think it's a matter of some people being like quote unquote special and being able to do it. I think anybody can do it. It's just a matter of recognizing it and opening the pathway. The biggest thing I think that. Well, a couple things that I'll tell your listeners that I think are helpful takeaways. Number one, being open to it and inviting them in. So we do have free will and we have to open the door for them to be able to help us. So for me, every night I have a gratitude practice where I thank my husband's Roger. Um, I thank Roger for us um, having this deep connection. I thank him for all the help and guidance he's given me throughout the day. Anything specific he's helped me navigate through the day, any signs that I received from him, I thank him. And I end it with, I open myself to receive you tonight. And I know in my, at a soul level that that helps open the pathway for him to visit me at night. So I think number one, just opening the door, whether it's to your loved one, to your angels, just opening the door mentally, verbally for them to help you. That's huge. Another thing that really helps me specifically with dream visits is meditating. And it doesn't have to be long. It can be three to five minutes, but it's basically just collapsing and shutting all the doors to all the craziness in your mind from the busy day. And um, again, just kind of helping open that pathway and knocking on their door a little bit because you're open to receive. If that makes sense.
0: Well, yeah, sure, yes. <laughs> the, other
1: thing, the other,
0: the other thing that to kept, open to get it. Oh, one
1: hundred percent. And the other thing that kept coming up for me, um, it's interesting to me that you brought up animals out of the gate. So one thing that really helped me on my journey is. I lost, when Roger and I were first married, I lost what I would consider like my soul dog. Um, And that relationship and him passing showed me what was possible because I got signs from him immediately. I had a dream visit from him um, right after he passed. I literally cried myself to sleep and he visited me. So It showed me, I thought to myself, his name was Dante, and I thought to myself, if Dante can do this for me, 100% our loved ones on the other side can do this for us.
0: Yeah. I know that our loved ones, when they do cross over, they do not want us to feel sad and cry. So they console us the best way that they can, however they can connect to us to let you know that yeah we're fine over here we're good and I got you you know I got you don't worry about me I'm okay I got you now I have you I am protecting you I am watching over you we're going to go through this together forever and it's like even when you lose you know a grandmother a parent or anything like that in the nature you like you said have to be open to receiving the message Yes. and realizing that the message is, is from them and not from the other side but from them you have to be in the right place of mind and maybe even environment at the time because sometimes you know in a hectic environment they're not going to show up they're not going to show up because they know you're in a hectic environment and you won't be able to decipher so they may you know wait till you're. Finally decided to go on that healing soul journey? Wonderful. Connect with your tribe. the others who are healing. Get more information. Get more techniques. Find the people who've been through it just like you, who are ready to heal. Join the Healing Souls membership at www.complexityonline.com we're waiting for you.
1: Yeah. And I think they try to communicate with us, you know, even when we're deep in grief, it can be challenging to receive messages because you're just so sad, but they are trying. Um, even if you don't, the one thing I would tell people is like, if they don't think they're getting signs from their loved one, they are. Um, they just might be too deep in grief to recognize it. And so um, just trusting and releasing can really make the difference. Yeah, I think um, just letting your ego kind of run havoc. Um, the, biggest, the biggest challenge, I think, is when we question um, whether a sign's a sign or um, we get down on ourselves or down on the fact that our loved one's not here physically I think those are kind of some of the biggest blockers because um, you know, your ego is going to try to tell you things that aren't necessarily true, you know, as it always does, you know, in life. Um, But I think the one thing I would say is if your first instinct, whether it's like you got full body chills or you um, heard something or you saw something, if your first instinct was that it was a sign from your loved one. Trust it. Because that initial visceral reaction is the truth. And the ego tries to come in afterwards and create question marks where there shouldn't be question marks. And so, and the one thing, the one thing that's nice about it is you can train your mind to shut that down and kind of collapse time around it. Because the more often you tell yourself afterwards, no, that was a sign. I'm not going to ego. I'm not letting you come in and ruining this for me. Um, The more you do that, the more that automatically and faster you're able to shut down those question marks where they shouldn't exist.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, mm -hmm. You touched on a good point there (laughs) because a lot of people do not know that. A lot of people just run ragged with whatever comes and it Mm -hmm. doesn't always be what it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. so what else can you share with us today about connecting and going through the grief process
1: yeah, a couple of things that have really helped me along my journey. I definitely um, meditate a lot. I meditate I've got a firm nightly routine that I kind of hold sacred whether I'm traveling if, or if I'm at home. Um, even if it's super late at night, I always meditate. If I'm like getting in late from, you know, flight or something, I will still always take 3 minutes and do a meditation because to me that's uh 100% a game changer. I also think it's really important if you're grieving, not only for connection, but just for your mental health and um, to help you avoid kind of going down the dark rabbit hole to protect your sleep. I would say like, I protect my sleep on a whole nother level now than I ever, than I ever used to. Like, I know I need eight hours and that's okay. And I just have to like, you know, create safe space around that, like, and protect that because it's so important for me, for my connection to Roger, Um, you know, everything about it is important. Um, The other thing I would suggest is journaling. Journaling has been a huge game changer for me because it's so, first of all, it's so beautiful to have a record of all the signs and experiences you've had with your loved one. And It helps you when you get deep into your grief. Like if you're going down one of those rabbit holes, you can help yourself climb out of it by just looking at your journal and being like, okay, this is the truth. They're with me all the time now. I'm not restricted to them physically being with me like I was when they were here in the physical world. They're able to be in all places with me now. And I can see evidence of that through all these beautiful things that they've done for me already. So for me, journaling is a huge one.
0: Wow. Wow. I'm I'm amazed by how you are so organized in the actual connecting routine and everything because I don't put up a routine. Um, I have an altar that I use, but it's not specifically for one person that has, it's just, mm-hmm. you know, me connecting with um, my ancestors and all, you know, well, I love it. so I do do that, and I meditate in the morning and at night, and that's enough information, because I don't want nobody <laughs> interfering <laughs> with any of that, right, so what is next for Lindsay?
1: Oh, good question. So, um, in April of this year, I published and released my book, which is called The Enduring and Everlasting. Yes. uh, A personal story of love transforming deep grief. And it's basically a step by step guide to help those who are dealing with grief. So, the first section just lets the audience know a little bit more about Roger and I's relationship, So they understand kind of the depths of our relationship here in the physical world. The second section starts to walk through all the amazing signs and messages I received after he passed. And then the third section kind of going to your point uh, breaks down step-by-step the ways that have really helped me connect. It's basically a how-to guide, if you will, to help people connect with their loved ones on the other side. So um, that the book was definitely channeled. There were so many times I was writing it and I couldn't keep up and I knew it was Roger coming through me, not just me communicating to the reader. Um, and, And I have always known since the book launched that I would be assisting people with grief coaching and helping them with Multiple modalities. So I'm now trained in um, part of my awakening journey. I got trained in somatics. I'm trained in um, intuitive med- uh, reiki, which is basically layers in mediumship with reiki. And I'm a trained coach now to help people in grief. So just taking that next step on their journey and helping people, whether it's one on one or small groups and uh, letting them know the different tools that they can use, helping them tap into and feel into their experience with their loved ones on the other side and being in community. There's so much to be said for being in community with other people that are going through grief because feeling alone is a real struggle when you're grieving and can definitely send you into those rabbit holes. So having safe spaces that you can talk to people who totally understand Thank it you. is so And important. guess what? We are looking
0: for you to be on the show. Do you want to share your triumphing story, your karmic situation? I know you're tired of hearing about me and my story. So let's go ahead and get into some of you guys' stories. If you're interested in being on the show and sharing your karmic story, and how you triumph over it, then by golly, hit that www.complexityonline.com or the link in the description or in the bio and connect, request to be on the show. Until then, I'll um, I just it. started reminiscing and thinking about things, so let me, let me come back. <laughs> <laughs> so how can our listeners get in touch with Besides... Clicking on whatever I put down there in the show notes will be all her information, you guys. So for those of you who are not listening to the show notes or looking
1: at the show notes,
0: Lindsay, tell us how we can get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The probably the easiest way is my website is called thesoulrevival.com. Um, so you could definitely link with me on there. And then I am super active on Instagram and my Instagram handle is at Mateos Mom. And I go live every week and kind of give tips and um, experiences that I'm living on my grief journey. I will go on sometimes with other people that are, you know, in the spiritual community with me, different experts, mediums. And I always drop lots of great content about, you know, kind of navigating your grief journey and just general, like awakening information that will help people. Wonderful.
0: Well, Lindsay, I thank you for being on the show. And guys, if you are looking to try and connect with your loved ones, those of you who are actually going through grief and wanting some sort of consoling, you know, um, I would love it if you connect with Lindsay, okay? Because it feels to me that she is head on with what she does and she can actually lead you to where you desire to be. So with that being said, I thank you all for tuning in this week. Thank you, Indy, for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: No problem. I hope to have you back, you know, later on this yeah, year, you know, to, um, talk to us more about your book and the success. So
1: you, I, I am that
0: definitely that. going to keep you on <laughs> the <laughs> roster. Definitely. Hmm. Awesome. Okay, fam. Well, thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, Please tune in next week. I have another special surprise for you. Of course, it's a surprise, so I'm not going to tell you what it is. And you just have to tune in to know. As always, each one, teach one. Remain true to you. And there you have it. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Karma of It All, where we give advice, guidance, and support to those going through Complexity, karmic, and traumatic relationship situations. Of course, I am your host, Miss Complexity. And as always, each one teach one. Remain true to you. Deuces!